0: Today on Bald Steps, Mark Job shows us how to test whether something in the spiritual realm is from God or the evil one.
1: Anytime that you expose yourself to false spiritual supernatural stuff, you are opening up your life and your spirit and your door to a spiritual realm that is extremely dangerous in your life.
0: Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job, president of Moody Bible Institute and the senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Have you ever noticed that everything that has value has an equivalent forgery? Money, jewelry, IDs? Mark, the same is true in the spiritual realm. We need to learn to discern, don't we?
1: We do, Wayne. And just like in the physical realm, The way that the experts can tell a fraud is they really understand and know very clearly what the authentic looks like. Yes, right. And so I think as believers, we need to know the truth. Uh, We don't have to understand every cult that's out there, but we have to understand the truth, and then the truth helps us expose that which is not true.
0: That's our best guard, isn't it?
1: It really is.
0: Well, let's get into today's message now. It's entitled, Testing the Spirits.
1: Everybody knows that there are tests in life. How about it? We know about tests. My kids as they completed high school, they did the ACT test And they have to score basically the ACT test is to see how much you learned during high school To see if colleges are going to give you grants or if they'll accept you if they feel like you're a good student Then they test the knowledge to see if you're ready to go to the next level. Last week when I was in Israel, I had to call and make sure that my credit card knew that I was out of the country because if you swipe something, they can close it down thinking that someone's trying to rob you. So I get on the the phone and they test you. They say, okay, what's your card number? What's your mother's maiden name? What's your favorite pet? They give you all these tests to make sure it's to authenticate that you're the right person. They're testing to make sure you are who you say you are because there's a lot of false uh, impersonations out there. I went recently to renew my driver's license and I thought I was going to just show up there and have an eye test and then they would give me my new license. But when I showed up there, they said, oh, by the way, you have to take your driver's test. And I don't know about you, but it's been a long time since I took a driver's test. So I'm like, uh, well, I wasn't really prepared. I know I've been driving for 25 years, but I'm not sure I am remember all the rules. I may have made up a few rules in my own mind of speed limits and how they should go. So uh, come on, don't look at me like you don't understand. You made up half the rules yourself, too. If we were to give you a test right now, don't tell me that some of you would be panicking a little bit. So I said, can you give me 10 minutes with the book? So I'm looking through the book, and she says, if you miss any of the signs, you're done. I'm looking through the signs and making sure I know all that stuff. Thank God I passed. But the test was to make sure that I had knowledge to be able to have this little identification card that we call a driver's license that empowers us to be able to drive. It's a test verifying that we should be able to do what we're doing. In the spiritual world, it's the same way. We have to constantly be on guard. And what John is telling us is that there's a lot of fake things out there, that we have to be in a mode where we are testing things in the spiritual world to make sure that we know what spirit they come from. Uh, There's a big spiritual world out there. Not everything spiritual is from the Spirit of God. How about it? Uh, Just because it's spiritual doesn't mean that it's of the right spirit. Uh, There's a multiplicity of spirits that are out there. And some supernatural, uh, phenomenal things that occur aren't necessarily God's work. They are a spiritual work, but not necessarily the spirit of God work. And so I'm going to begin reading here. I'm really talking to you about living with spiritual discernment. You shouldn't be surprised that we're called to test all things. There are many people that are spiritually gullible. When a child is easily deceived, we say, well, they're just a child. They're not grown up, so they're, they're gullible. That's why parents teach children, hey, when a stranger offers you a candy or says, come in, I lost my puppy in my car, could you come in and look for it? You say, don't be gullible. You you can't believe everyone that comes, not everybody that comes up to you is a nice person. Not everybody that offers you something should you take it. And when we protect our children because we believe that they're still gullible, they haven't develop the discerning skills as, as mature people to discern between what is bad and what is good because they're still young. And John is talking to believers and he's telling them, you cannot live in spiritual immaturity in which you are spiritually gullible. You have to learn to discern what is of God and what is not of God. Uh, You have to learn to be able to tell the difference between the spirit of light and the spirit of darkness, or you also will be sucked in to destructive deceptions that could derail you spiritually. So all of us here, no matter if you're young in the Lord or older in the Lord, part of the challenge that you have and part of your obligation, if you're going to stay healthy in God, is that you have to consider consistently be testing the spirits we call that discernment and i'm going to begin reading in verse 1 of john chapter 4 verse 1 through 7 i'm reading out of the new international version it says dear friends do not believe every spirit but test the spirits to see whether they are from god because many false prophets have gone out into the world This is how you recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming, and even now is already in the world. Verse 4, you dear children are from God and have overcome them. So as I challenge you to live in discernment, I'm going to point out to you four things that are characteristic of people that live in a discerning way. Not everybody here is going to make it to the next decade spiritually. The Bible predicts that some will fall away. Jesus had 12, one fell away. There are forces in this world that we live in, people and influences that will try to derail you. Even as I speak today, some of you, and I don't know who or where or how, but some of you are being influenced by forces outside. It may be a relationship, it may be a teaching, it may be something in your life that is really working to derail you from your spiritual life, to take you off track, and it doesn't come in blatantly, it usually comes in very subtly. Because if deception comes in, Clearly, we recognize it. But when it comes in the back door, we are more susceptible. If the thief comes in the daytime knocking on the front door, we look through the window and he's got a dark mask and a name tag that says thief, then of course we don't let him in. But that's not how they usually come. They come subtly. They come when we don't expect them. They come where we're not looking. And that's how they enter into the household. The deception functions the same way. So John is talking to uh, these believers, and you can imagine this older, wrinkled, experienced Apostle John, who the Bible says he called himself the one that the Lord loved. He's Jesus' first cousin. His mother, Salome, uh, sisters with Mary, He's lived a lot. All the other apostles have died by this time. He's still alive. He walked with Jesus. He's this older grandfather figure, full of wisdom, full of the Spirit. Has seen what other people haven't seen. He's walked with Jesus in a close way like many haven't seen. And he's writing to these believers and he says to them, Dear friends, with that gravelly voice of an elderly person, dear friends do not believe every spirit. I love that, dear friends, it's a it's a term of endearment. There's a tenderness there. He's not rebuking them, exhorting them. He's not chastising them. He's speaking them, to them like a grandfather would speak to his young children. He says, beloved or dear friends, do not believe every spirit. Literally, it means stop believing every spirit. Uh, don't be gullible. Uh, Not every spiritual experience or every demonstration of spiritual power is from God. Uh, There are historical accounts of people who've had visions and i know i grew up in europe and there's places in europe where they've set up shrines because someone had a vision of some angel or some spiritual being and they have a vision of it and people come from all over to touch the waters or kiss it or pray there and people ask me well pastor did that happen or was it made up in their mind is it real is it of god and i'm going to tell you this listen not every vision is a vision from God. The Bible says that the angel that, that Satan comes as an angel of light uh, sometimes to deceive and entrap us. Well, Paul said though an angel from heaven were to appear and preach to you a different gospel than what you've already learned then let that angel be accursed. If you had some experience and you're in your room at night and an angel shows up to you, an angel of light, and you look around and pinch yourself and say, wow, I'm really having a vision. And this angel appears to you and says, you have been chosen. You say, me? Wow, I kind of knew I was already special. Feeds into your ego a little bit and says, you know what? There's a Christ and he lives three doors down and he gives you some message it would be easy to be swept into that because you had a supernatural experience but here's what scripture says not every supernatural experience comes from the spirit of light it can come from the spirit of darkness as well
0: Discerning the Spirits. That's what we're discovering with today's message from our series, Contrast. You're listening to Pastor Mark Job and this is Bold Steps. Now, to hear today's message again, or to listen to any of Mark's previous messages in our growing archive... Please visit us online at boldstepsradio.org. And a couple of quick, encouraging words from listeners. Cynthia in California, listening to K-Wave, says, I really enjoy listening to your radio program. God bless you, Pastor
1: Mark. Well, God bless you, Cynthia, as well. And we appreciate those words of encouragement. We really do.
0: And Mitchell writes, I've recently moved to Tennessee. And I've been listening to Pastor Job for a couple of years now. He's helped me so much just over the radio. I regret not being able to hear him preach in person, but maybe one day, God willing. You know, as the travel restrictions ease around the country, you feel more comfortable moving about. Maybe you can come to Chicago and hear you preach at Moody or at
1: your own church. Absolutely. Hey, Mitchell, if you come to Chicago... And uh, you come to one of our live services, be sure to introduce yourself because I love meeting people that have been listening on the radio. And I, uh, some of you know this, but I'm a president practitioner. So I'm the president of Moody Bible Institute, but I also am a pastor at the church, New Life Community Church. And so I preach there on a regular basis, minister to people. I love to have people drop by and say, hey, I've been listening to you on the radio for many years. I, uh, On a regular basis, I meet people in the congregation that are saying, hey, we drop by just to meet you in person. So we love those uh, moments of encouragement.
0: Well, thanks for those notes to us. And, of course, we receive many more. We'd love to hear yours. You can send them to us at boldstepsradio.org. All right. The second half of today's message now from Mark titled, Testing the Spirits.
1: Everything in the light is imitated by the darkness. Everything that God does is imitated by the other side, the kingdom of darkness, everything. There are people that are sucked into cults and false religions because they think that they're loved they get involved in a group of people and people surround them and embrace them and you're a part of us. And Why? Because in the kingdom of God there's love so therefore it's going to be imitated in the kingdom of darkness but it's usually more like control than it is authentic love. Every miracle that God did was always counterfeited somehow in the kingdom of darkness. Do you remember when Moses was called of God to set the people of Israel free, that everything that Moses did, the magicians, the sorcerers, imitated it the same way. Do you remember that? He threw his rod on the floor, turned into a snake. The the, the sorcerer said, we know how to do that. And they did the same thing. Everything that's of God will be imitated in the darkness because that's how counterfeit works if there is a dollar bill that has value there will always be imitation of that dollar bill if gold has value there will always be false gold if silver has value there will always be fake silver in the kingdom of god you have what's true what's authentic and you'll always have variations of imitations of what's authentic and so What John is telling us is we need to be discerning people. We have to know what is true and what is not true. We have to discern between what is authentic and what is not authentic. A good example of this is, if you remember in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 16, the apostle Paul and Silas were preaching the gospel And in Acts chapter 16, verse 16, it says, Once when we were going to a place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit by which she predicted the future, a spirit of divination. She earned a great deal of money from her owners by, listen to this, fortune telling. This was a young slave girl whose owners had discovered that she had the power to predict the future she was a psychic reader but not some pseudo psychic reader she actually had the power to look into the future and to predict future things people would come to her and she would have these spiritual experiences and have images of the future and she would speak about the future and tell them foretell the future Her reputation had grown, and so her owners made a lot of profit off of selling her services, of predicting the future to people that wanted them. Now you say, was it true? Yes, it was true. She had the power, the ability, the spirit of divination, the ability to somehow look into the future and predict many of the things to come. And when the apostle Paul and Silas were preaching the gospel, she followed them around, and she would say, these are men of God. They are preaching the way of salvation. They have the Spirit of God in them. And day after day, she followed them, predicting that they were men of God. And finally, one day, the Bible says that Paul had had enough, and he turned to her, and he said, Spirit I tell you, come out of her. And immediately that spirit of divination left this woman. And when the spirit left this woman, she lost her ability to predict the future. Her owners were upset that their money-making scheme was no longer profitable. And as a result of this, they had Paul and Silas arrested, beaten, and put in prison. Why? Sometimes you mess with the spiritual world, and it's not until it messes with their pocketbook that it gets dangerous. Now, some of us here would be gullible, and we would say, one time, going to someone like this, and I'm sure if you talk to this young slave girl and say, well, how do you predict the future? And she would say, well, God gives me the ability to predict the future. And we'd say, oh, God does, huh? Great. Well, could you put your hand on my head? And I'm really trying to figure out who I'm going to date next year. So, you know, you tell me. Is he good looking? Good money? Okay, I thought he was. And many of us are so gullible that when something Like that would happen and someone was able to predict the future, we would be sucked into it and believe it. Why? Because it's supernatural. We can't explain it. And so we'd be gullible into thinking that if we can't explain it and it's supernatural, that's of God. And John is saying not everything in the spirit world, even the supernatural things, are of God. And we have to be discerning how they operate. Just because it worked one time for you doesn't mean that you should pursue it again because even things that work in the spiritual world sometimes work in order to enslave you to it. You say, well, I went to a psychic reader one time. and No, 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 she was for real. You know, she did this card, she did this thing, she did this, you know, she had a picture of Jesus behind her too, you know, it was a, really, she, and, and a Bible in her room. Yeah, you think she's going to have a picture of Satan? Seriously. And some of us are so gullible that we get into it and we somehow think it's of God. And I'm going to tell you, anytime that you expose yourself to false, spiritual, supernatural stuff, you are opening up your life and your spirit and your door to a negative influence and opening up the door, a spiritual realm that is extremely dangerous in your life. The Bible says you have to walk in discernment. Know what is of God and what is not of God. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 19 through 22 says, Do not put out the Spirit's fire. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. Test everything. Hold on to that which is, of, which is good and avoid every kind of evil. Here's what I want you to understand. Everything in life is spiritual. People are spiritual your friends are spiritual environments are spiritual and you need to ask yourself what is the spiritual environment that I'm in what is the spiritual influence that I come under the people in your life are spiritual beings so therefore those people have spiritual influence in their life and sometimes someone has a negative spiritual influence in their life and they get around you and it's through their friendship that you start to be influenced spiritually in a negative way.
0: This is Bold Steps with our Bible teacher, Mark Job, and we're learning how to pursue the things of God with discernment. Part two of this message is coming up tomorrow, but before then, we hope you'll take a moment to visit our website and take advantage of some of the incredible resources and opportunities we offer, specifically to help you grow in your walk with God. Just go online to boldstepsradio.org.
1: Hey friends, today we have the great honor of sitting down in the studio with a very special Moody graduate, Dr. Gary Chapman. Gary, you've created quite a legacy and had quite an impact with your book, The Five Love Languages, that has helped countless couples grow closer together. But you also have a book that helps us grow closer to God.
0: Yeah, that book is entitled, God Speaks Your Love Language. (laughs) And I I wrote it because people had asked me, what is God's love language? And I read again the scriptures and found out, hey, God speaks all five of these things. (laughs) This is wonderful. But I also started looking about, you know, how we can enhance our relationship with God. And just by nature, I think, if physical touch is our love language, for example, we're the kind of people just by nature, we raise our hands and worship God. We get on our knees when we pray. Physically, we're involved with God, you know. And I think if people look at their love
1: language and look at the way they normally worship God or love God, they're going to find there's a tremendous parallel there. It's a fascinating study. I love it. So there you go. I highly recommend that you get this book, God Speaks Your Love Language, especially if you're saying, I want to get closer to God and understand the language that I can express best my love to God.
0: And we'll send you a copy today when you give a financial gift to support this ministry. Now, this is the last day we're offering this special book, so be sure to call us now and get your copy by dialing 800 dl Moody. That's one 800 356 6639. You can also send your gift and request the book in the mail. Simply address your letter to Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. By the way, did you know that Bold Steps has its own YouTube channel? Discover new teaching videos from Mark on various topics like overcoming addiction, dealing with anger, and the power of prayer by simply logging into your YouTube account, searching for Bold Steps Radio and then click the subscribe button. If it helps, the direct handle is youtube.com slash at Bold Steps Radio. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Be sure to listen again tomorrow because we'll continue this message on testing the spirits. We'll see how the spirit of God in you is greater than the spirit which is in the world. The message is part of our series, Contrast, and you'll hear it Friday on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.